Initiating startup sequence. Five, five, You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in to episode 200 of the Plug and Play podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me is always is Tim. Welcome, minions. And uh, so this week, we are going to be doing a little bit something different to celebrate for 200. Tasting, uh, starting off this week with a tasty treat of the 2016 Reserve, The Abyss from Deschutes Brewing. Um, this tasty treat comes out of, I already said Deschutes Brewing, Jesus Christ. It's a deep, dark imperial stout. The Abyss has al- almost immeasurable depth and complexity. Hints of molasses, licorice, and other alluring flavors makes it something not just to quaff, but to contemplate. 50% aged for 12 months in bourbon oak. Uh, Oregon Oak and Pinois, Pinway, Pinot casks. Sure. Yeah. How do you say that? Pinot Nior? Pinois. That's what I said first Pinot time. Pinois. Pinois Nior. Pinot. It's Pinot. Pinot Nior. It's just Pinot. Is there Pin- is it, oh, it is Pinot Noir. It's, it's Pinot Nior. It's Pinot Nior. It's the wine that Oregon is famous for. It's a dark oh, red. Dark rich red. All right, someday we'll get you to drink a, a good wine. Peanut Noir casks. Peanut Peanut New. Yep, Peanut Noir. Um, and this one again is the 2016, so we've had it for uh, two years now. Yeah, this is a not a common tasty treat. This is a this is a special a one, special tasty treat. So, uh, cheers. cheers. The tier two to to tier hundred. Hmm. Tastes like two-year-old beer. <laughs> when, you say it, <laughs> when you say it that way, it doesn't sound so special. It's like uh, beer candy. It is like beer candy. Um, and speaking of beer candy, it has a 4.17 on uh, untapped. 11.1 ABV and 80 IBUs, guys. Um, 80 IBU? Really? Yeah. I would not guess that at Mm-mm. all. No. I would say 40. No, yeah, 40 or 50, something like that. Hmm. It's, it's very tasty. Speaking of other tasty things, Tim, tell mm. us about the Fruit Loop. Fruit Loop. So, last week I told you about the first half of my staycation. Yeah. I'll try to condense it a little bit here because, I mean, let's be honest, no one really wants to hear about someone else's vacation. I mean, but I, I did some but, fun stuff. But they've been listening for 200 episodes, so it's okay. Well, then let me tell yeah. you. Yeah. Let okay. me tell you. So, the Fruit Loop is like a... Like, it's a candy. No, cereal. It's a cereal, yes, but it's also it's a... It's a candy cereal. It's a loop you can do in Hood River. It's um, also like a Pinot Nigior. There's about 25 stops. Um, it's kind of just a way to drum up business for local uh, farms and wineries. That aren't doing so hot. No, they're doing all right, um, mostly. So there's like there's lavender farms. There was um, orchards. Mm. There was. I love a, lavender for some reason. It's pretty cool. It's. Um, I was hoping there was some lavender in the shade because I wanted to take a nap at one point. It was hot that day, though. So we drove around this uh, Fruit Loop, and you get stamps, and we got a free bag out of the whole thing. Free um, bag of what? Just a free bag, like a canvas bag, uh, which okay. came in handy to hold all of our wine. Did you guys buy a shitload of wine? We actually filled that canvas bag with wine. Did you really? <laughs> we really did. Oh, shit. I think we got like eight or nine bottles. Damn. Yeah. We dropped some cash. We stimulated the economy. Um, we got some peaches. We got some jams. Really good strawberry jalapeno jams. Uh, Ooh. Sounds that, really good. You mix that with some cream cheese on a cracker. Or just without. 
I mean, you could, yeah. It's really, it's good. We this one uh, place we stopped at had like twenty different jams. Jesus, they had a jalapeno habanero that was pretty all right. It was really spicy. Nice, uh, but we didn't get that one because we both we just got the ones we could agree on. We got some good mustards. Um, like I said, a lot of wine. Um, this one place we stopped to was totally unassuming. It looked like a serial killer cabin, honestly. Like, That's the best place to stop. Most of the wineries are all like hoity-toity, like big glass windows. Yeah, and, like you know, very fancy. Very fancy. This guy was like, nah. He's like, I'm still fucking making it in my bathtub. But his stuff was amazing. Was it? Yeah, he had this aged port with fortified with brandy, like 24 year aged. Jesus, it was fucking amazing. He was selling for like 20 dollars a bottle. We bought like two or three bottles. Um, it was really. We have good. a friend who really likes port, don't we? Um, yes, we do. So uh, you didn't buy him a bottle. No, it's all for me. He doesn't listen to our podcast. So we're safe. Yeah, you're very safe on that one. Um, but it was really a. An amazing stop. That was probably my favorite just because you never would have guessed from the outside that he he just didn't care about appearances. He's like, I'm going to do my craft and got to respect that. Fuck yeah. So um, we came back home after staying the night at uh, in Hood River. at the Ho- I think it was actually called the Hood River Hotel. Nice. Amazing breakfast there. Um, Included or just like you go downstairs and you like have a menu. And you so I guess this there. restaurant has uh, another location in Portland and it's always like a line out the door but since this is hood river you can it's get it very hard to it's get easy. a line out the door right exactly so we got in right away and they had like these really cute little pancakes and egg dishes it was really nice good. was um, it reasonably priced um i yeah. mean for being at a nice end hotel was it reasonably yeah yeah, priced? For, yeah. For considering that yes for sure um so the next day we came back home and we spent some time in old town which is like a fourth old town vancouver no old town oh, portland like okay. i think like um where the Saturday market is, yeah, or yeah. where Ground Control is, so we went to Ground Control and they are done remodeling, and it's pretty nice in there. They, they're doing a free play day where you pay five dollars, Jesus, then, just to get in, and everything's on free, right? Um, so since this is supposedly a video game podcast, I will mention that I got the high score in a game called Ladybug, woo woo, um, which is like Pac-Man but more complicated. How um, can you get more complicated than Pac-Man? There's like doors. Oh and, Jesus. Yeah, and you, the fruit that you get for high points, you can't get until all of the monsters leave the home base. Oh, Jesus. And so then there's four of them wandering around trying to kill you, so it gets harder. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I liked it a lot. It was fun. I'd never played it before. And then I also finished a game I'd never finished before um, called Time Crisis. It's the one where you shoot on the screen and then step on the uh, pedal on the floor to duck or get in cover. Huh, I have never played that one. I don't there's think. like six of them or something. I think okay. this was two or three. Nice. Uh, but I played it all with Because usually I don't play that because it's a quarter sucker yeah no shit but free play so you know my wife did her usual just sat in front of tetris the whole time nice we tried a new ramen place which i didn't write down so i don't remember the name of it but it was decent okay and we had a voodoo donut because there's no line we're like might as well so i got the satanic donut yeah showed you a picture of that um next day we went to hawthorne and we tried to go to coral world but they didn't open till two What's or that? quarter world oh quarter world i thought you said coral world, quarter and I, world. I was like what the fuck's coral world but we did go to um, this place that I went with my friend Megan last time and had an amazing slushie. You talking about the like dive bar place that you and I went to? Yeah, it's kind of across from Zach's Shack. Yeah, well, nope. This one's like right across from like Quarter World almost, yeah. sort of. Oh, we went it there had, like, too. Had like the space drinks and shit. Yeah, they don't have those anymore. No, but if you ask for them, they'll make them for you. No, they don't have the glassware anymore. Oh, it was sad. Like that is sad. So it's in there. It the name is still there, but we think that it's really not what it used to be for us anymore. We did stop there. That was the biggest bummer of the whole thing. Lame. Um, and we did lots of other fun stuff. We went to uh, Sketch Fest, uh, 
each of those nights, which is like different groups doing sketch comedy, like what we, you and I just watched. Yeah. But um, there's groups from Canada. My favorite name was uh, <laughs> Her Beaver. Nice. Know, name one of you saw groups. Her Beaver. Gotcha. I did. I got a pin for my daughter. She was horrified. Said her, I don't know why. It said Her Beaver. Um, it's fantastic. No, it was something else. Like they had a special event and they called it. Some, oh, I can't remember it, but it was it was terrible. Um, Sounds amazing, by the way. It was actually they were really good. They were really funny. Uh, all female troop, and they eh? were they were really funny. Her beaver was hilarious. Eh? Yeah. Uh, speaking of my daughter, she organized a party, and I was actually really impressed. She cleaned the whole downstairs house of the house for her party. She had wanted Christmas in July. She invited like twelve of her friends. I think they all came except for one. Shit. So it was pretty loud at my house last night. Um. But they had a good time. They did it. Packed full of girls. Yes. Um, did they all stay the night? No. It was okay. Like three hours. They did like kind of what we do for Festivus, basically. Nice. Did that feeds of strength and everything? They had some kind of game. I, I steered clear. Just gave, gave her yeah, some space. Yeah, gave her some space. Mm-hmm. Sweet, man. Yeah. Um, I heard there was some epic white elephant gifts. There was like a giant jar of pickles, for example. Shit. A unicorn horn. Okay. Cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so she had a good time. And then the last thing, I'm trying to go faster because there's a lot. No I worries. This week. We both have a lot this week. Um, I had the honor of celebrating my mom's 72nd birthday. Damn. And I don't take that lightly. I know a lot of people yeah, don't get that don't privilege. Get that. So we met her down closer to where she lives to go out for barbecue. So where did, is she? Like Beaverton, Tigard area? Kind of. Uh, okay. King City, which is close to Tigard. Gotcha. We met in Tualatin and ordered like the biggest platter of um, barbecue you can get there. It's like Was served- it enough to feed your family and her? And I would assume at least one of your brothers came. I don't know if both of them. Yes, came. yes. When my brothers came, um, it's like served on your bicycle couch. brother. Yes, my bicycle brother. Um, so Which I t- do know his name. I'm just not gonna say it. That's fine. Um, we had a really good time. Um, we actually had leftovers, but we ate a good percentage. How of much? It. How much was it? It was like seventy bucks. That's not bad. Seventy six. Something. Dude, like that's that. like that's what that's four people in your family. It was served five. on a garbage can lid, like a metal garbage can lid, and it was like full of meat. Your mom's not married, did she? No. So there's that was six people for seventy bucks. Fuck, dude, that's really cheap. And yeah, there's brisket and ribs and chicken and ah, fuck, you're gonna have to give me the name of this place. I'm gonna go just there just by my fucking self for seventy bucks. Well, they have a, a another. No, no, no. But I want that seventy goddamn dollar. You'd be one. fine with the forty-four dollar one. Okay, maybe. You're a little guy. No, I'm, I'm just gonna sit there all like, day and eat ribs. Okay. Um. They sell. Yeah, they sell beer there. Yeah, they do. Nice. 22 ounces even. Shit. You can get a pint or 22 ounces. You can guess which one I got. A pint. Nope. Why? Because it's 22 ounce. Oh, sorry. I was mean pitcher in my head. I mean, no. I'm going to drink a pitcher in front of my family. Hey, you guys have fun. <laughs> I mean. I did have a 22 ounce, though. That's good. All right. Anyway, that's what I went up to. What about you? What do you went up to? So, um, this week... Last Saturday, yeah, you talk so I can drink this delicious beer. No, yeah, mm. okay. I haven't even taken a sip because we're not we're doing stuff different this week. Don't forget, if you run out, you're fucked. I can't really chug this beer. I mean, I guess I could, but yeah. Anyways, um, so last Saturday we went to uh, the melting pot. Actually, we had somebody come and babysit our son for another occasion. Finally, did this right instead of trying to do anniversaries with taking the kid along. Well, this is still not the same as an anniversary, but we're getting to that. Okay. So we went out to the melting pot. I went and got uh, the company vehicle, which is the convertible Cadillac. So yes. So you ride in style. Yes. Um, we went down to the melting pot, had a lovely dinner down there. Um, I will say I was much more pleased with this experience at melting pot than the previous two. Good. Um, just cause we got more of a secluded booth and the waitress wasn't like on top of us the whole entire time, but she wasn't like 
away long enough to where we're like sitting there like waiting for our next course. It's a really hard balance to strike. It's a very hard balance, but she did a very good job by like checking in like every 10 or so minutes mm-hmm. instead of like the last time we were there, they were like on us like every five. So it felt like we were rushed. Um, this time we were trying to rush to go to the next thing I'm going to talk about, mm-hmm. but she like gave us enough time to where like we still had like a good like two hour like meal. And uh, so it was delicious. It's always delicious. I shouldn't say that it wasn't. It's always delicious. Um, but it's also very expensive. Um, so I think we walked out of there with like $140 on our tab. Yeah. No alcoholic drinks. Oh, dang. I was going to say. That's including tip though. Yeah. So. Um, so you must have got a nice selection. Yeah. So we you got, got a, a main course. We app- did. We did both get- did a four course. Oh, okay. So. Um, Does that include dessert or you have to get dessert separate? Nope. That includes dessert. So um, that gives you a cheese, a salad, mm-hmm. a entree, and then a dessert. Nice. Um, and since we both got one, it doubled it. Um, one thing I would recommend if you guys have a melting pot near you, which I'm not sure if they're franchised or if it's just like a Portland local thing. I'm not sure either. Um, it seems like something that could be franchised. It does. Nationally. Um, but if you do have a melting pot near you, go ahead and check it out. Um, I would recommend just doing like a cheese and maybe an entree and a dessert. The salad is good, but meh. Um, it seems like you get enough food without a salad. You do. Um, but it was good. And then after that, right after that, the reason why we actually got a babysitter was because it was my 10-year high school reunion. I can't wait to hear about this. I've intentionally not asked you about this until now. So, it was less awkward at the beginning than I thought it was going to be. Well, um, let's set the scene. Like, where did you all meet? Okay, so we met down at Heathen Brewing, downtown Vancouver. About how um, many people? Um, I don't know. Like, a good... Maybe I'd say, like... 50 plus spouses and you kind of had the big side banquet room nope we no. actually had the outside oh okay so we had the whole center of the outside there was tables around us that weren't there there was also a uh 2003 high school reunion oh weird so that was very strange and their table was literally just a circular table with maybe 10 t- chairs around it and then there's this like 2008 high school reunion and there's like a shitload of us all getting drinks so like that's you in the fu- five years in the future maybe like you start dropping survivor stuff uh yeah speaking of that was a real fucking bummer they had already had a death table out really yeah and i felt really bad okay so this is gonna get dark okay so i felt really bad there was this kid i can't even remember his name was like we weren't oh, that's, fri- that's great yeah we weren't friends I'm, uh, i mean i'm just gonna follow this up like we weren't friends okay. but like I talked to him quite a bit, like through classes and like through the hallway and stuff like that. He was a nice guy, um, and his face was up there. So one of the organizers, uh, her name was Angela, and on I was death, good friends on with the death table, huh? On the death table. He yeah, he was his his high school photo was on the in memorial table. Okay. And uh, as I call it, the death table, and so I asked Angela, which me and her were pretty decent friends in high school. I said, "Who is that?" And she said his name. I can't remember what his name was. I was pretty drunk at this point. And I said, well, what happened to him? I know the other I know the other one's stories. I've seen them on social media. She goes, well, he killed himself in high school. Like, right before he graduated, he fucking killed himself. And I'm like, today, we publicized the shit out of high school suicides. There was not a single fucking word. There was no grief counselors. There was nothing on our fucking high school. They're like, well, nobody. I'm not sure the way we do it's better because there's some evidence that publicizing suicide encourages other ones and you could be very i mean that could be right um the thing was like nobody there knew that this kid killed himself 
And that was fucking sad. So are you talking like right before graduation? That's why no one like knew? within like a month or so. Okay. Um, and wow. apparently, like his parents refused like his high school graduation like a uh, certificate. They refused for him to be like mentioned at the ceremony. They refused to come. And like Angela's the one who had the like like in a disowning kind of way. Like we don't want him to be mentioned. Like okay. So, like, a private grief thing, or they are, like, ashamed of him? That's what I'm like, a private it. grief, I would assume. Okay. But they were very rude to the high school students who were organizing the graduation. <laughs> so, basically, what Angela said was, like, I guess she was friends with him. Uh-huh. And she was like, this isn't a fucking high school-sponsored thing. This is a private-sponsored thing, so fuck them, and we're going to put his face up. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, sadly, the other two... Like, memorials are not really about the people who are gone, but the people that miss them. Yeah, and so I guess on the other side of it is so that that's a whole fucking group of us. I don't wow, know. that's a lot. That that's a lot of us, right? Like I'd say like fifty, maybe yeah, sixty. That's about right. And um, you guys took over the brewery. <laughs> yeah, we took over the fucking brewery. Um, those bartenders got tipped well. Oh, good, good. Um, at least on my end, and I would assume from everybody else, they were getting tipped very well. I'm sure it all. Um, so the other two, just really quick, I guess we're like their own stupid. One of them was their own stupid. I think the other one. Was being stupid, but it wasn't his fault. One of them was in, like, high-speed motorcycle accident, and it was late at night. That was, like, right after graduation, like, like a year after graduation. The other one was, like, more recent, like, four years ago, three years ago, something like that. And I think he was T-boned by a drunk driver on his motorcycle. Uh. Um, But then the rest of you know, the weird thing about high school is, like, the last two years of high school, I really didn't go there. I went to a thing called Skill Center. Okay. So... Three quarters to half of my day was not spent at the... My junior year, I spent half the day at high school, half the day at the skill center. My senior year, I spent like like a quarter of my day at the high school and three quarters of my day doing uh, security for a local middle school. And then my last quarter of the day would be spent in the middle school's uh, security office, like writing reports and stuff like that. So, Because I did skill center for law enforcement. Okay. So they place us amongst the community in different, quote unquote, law enforcement areas. So I actually worked underneath a deputy right. at a middle school. I started and your uh, very successful law enforcement career. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Um, now I deal drugs and <laughs> to the local middle school where I was a security officer at. Um, so I didn't like really hang out with these people the last two years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think that like, anybody was going to really talk to me. So like, my wife and I had a plan. Like, we were going to go in there, we were going to get a drink. We're going to give it an hour, and like if we weren't having a good time, we were going to peace out and go to the library, I think it's called, downtown Vancouver. It's like a whiskey room. Okay. Um, I think it's called the library room. Um, or maybe the marketplace. I don't... It's down next, we're, down next to somewhere where we're going to be going very shortly. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. It's neither of those things. Okay. Well, it's something very... Like, I know what you're the market about. or something. It's closer to market than library. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyways, and so we had like all these like other breweries. Ended up like meeting up with a couple people that like recognized me and want to talk. A couple of them had like wives that didn't go to school with us, so our wives like hit it off. We ended up spending like till like eleven thirty or something like that there. What time did you get there? Uh, like seven thirty. Wow. And so some of the more mem- mem- memorable parts of it are uh, my buddy who's huge in the basketball and like i haven't talked to him since high school Mm -hmm. and he like walked up instantly was like yo you still playing video games i was like (laughs) (laughs) i was like well yeah well let me tell you i got a video game." no how many games did you play this week yeah no no, no. 
I was like, actually, it's the grocery. I uh, okay. I uh, I do a Twitch channel and do some other stuff and go to video game events. Um, nothing professional or anything like that, but yeah, I do. He's like, what about that Fortnite? I was like, fuck. It's like, no, not that goddamn Fortnite. I was like, Fortnite is like, I was like, Minecraft dude, you, you get ago. some fucking P- PUBG and we'll get, play some games. He's like, all right, I'll get some PUBG. So he messaged me. He's like, dude, I bought PUBG. I was like, fuck, all right, I gotta play some PUBG. Yep, you said it. So, um, and he's actually a very successful like basketball like scout trainer person in our area cool um and then so there was oh fuck which one do i want to start with um okay so there was uh this kid that i went to high school with freshman year like right right freshman year me and him hit it off he was in sports and i was in sports and we hung out a lot for probably first like four months or something of high school and then i stayed started dating this girl named sarah not my wife different sarah and he just like cut me out like fucking hard. He was like a fucking asshole and like spread rumors and shit about me. He got fucking plastered drunk and like loudly just started professing how sorry he was for being a dick in high school to me. Oh, that, oh, like that, that that night. Yeah, that night, that guy. So he's been like, stewing about it for ten years. Oh yeah, like I let like apparently I let him stew for ten years. He's like. Feel so fucking bad about it. I, I was a fucking dick. And then, like, you wouldn't talk to me senior year. And I was like, dude, I wasn't even fucking in high school senior year. Like, loudly, just, like, professing how bad he felt and shit. And, like, how much he loved this girl and stuff. And I was like, hey, your wife's over there staring at you, so you might want to shut the fuck up. And Sarah was around the corner. Yeah. Not your Sarah. No, no. She didn't graduate. She moved to like Nashville or something oh, like that. Bad. It would have yeah. been funny if she was there. She would have been fucking hilarious. Um, Joe, by the way, his husband or his wife would have been really bad. Yep. Um, and then there's another guy I went to high school with um, who's now a uh, very successful pot salesman. Nice. Um, and let's just say he also works in... Uh, in our fine government of some sort. And they asked him on his uh, yearly evaluation what he was doing to supplement his income because they noticed his income wasn't uh, adequate with uh, his government income. He's like, oh, I'm a salesman. And uh, his higher ranking person was like, that sounds boring. I'm not going to question you anymore. And he's like, moved on. <laughs> like He's like, well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, it's legal here. It's legal, but not but for it, the position that he holds in the it, other agency. Yeah, it gets weird when you get into federal positions because federal doesn't recognize it yet. Yeah, we need to get our laws fixed on that whole area. Yes, we do. Um, there were some other like memorable, memorable, funny parts and shit like that. Um, our good friend Kevin of the podcast did show up. That's the main reason why I went. So is that the first time you've seen him in a long time? Yeah, cool. And uh, so he bought me a beer. So thanks, Kevin. Nice. Um, and he also I gave him shit the whole entire fucking night because he drank root beer floats. Well, not one fucking beer. They do have good root beer. In it. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, that is, that's a weird choice. Yeah. So then after that, we went home um, and hung out. And then the next day we got up and we went about a brand new barbecue. I saw it. It looks shiny. Yeah. So we bought a infrared smoker propane natural gas barbecue. So this thing is like a clog. It's a lot of fucking things mixed together. I was going to say, I'm trying to think of the word. I have the word in my head, but I can't say it. Okay. 
But it, it smokes it infrareds and it, it propane. Yeah, it. so the weird thing is like it what, all... Why would you infrared, I guess, is my question. I, I understand why you would smoke. I know why you'd propane. Okay. Why would you infrared? So infrared basically makes sure that the flame does not get anywhere near the meat that's on it. Hmm. So it heats the air around it and the air cooks it. Okay. So that like it's like 700 degrees and it basically fries it from the outside in and does it slow enough to where the moisture can't get out. Okay. So I've b- done three steaks on it now, and they're the juiciest steaks I've ever had in my life. Oh, man. So we're going to have to have steaks sometime, Tim. Uh, done. Yeah. yeah. And so I actually have not used the infrared shields on it yet, and they're still fucking the juiciest things in the world. Infrared shields? Yeah. So they're like literally like m- think sheets of metal that go over the top that uh-huh. like fit over the grates okay. with tiny little fucking holes in it. Okay. And you can flip them over and put them underneath the grates and drop your wood pellets in there to smoke. Okay. Um, like I feel more comfortable like with smoking. Like I know how that works. I don't know how that with, works either. Well, I, I sort of understand how smoking works. So, infrared sounds weird. So it is, but it, yeah, I don't know. I really like it. Um, it was a bitch to get home. Yeah. Because I didn't have any vehicles besides the ones that we owned. Yeah, and yeah. I had to bring my whole family. Didn't call me. Well, you were at work. Yeah. It was are. Sunday, I think. Okay. Yeah, so, I was working all the other day. Yeah. Um, so we did that. And then also, uh, my AC at the shop's been broken for like months. Hmm. So we finally got a new AC unit, which meant we had to get a fucking crane <laughs> to come and lift this thing up over to the ceiling, over the top of the building, and then lift the old one down. Lifting up was awesome to watch. Yeah. Taking the other one down. More amazing. Why? He fucking hit the glass window. Oh my god! <laughs> break? No. Wow. Yeah, but it was like he's ringing it down. He could, like start to see it was swaying, so he stopped moving, so like it would stabilize, you know. And fucking apparently, like he hit the button or something because it swayed back super far, and just like a wrecking ball like started coming towards. <laughs> and like we don't uh, like we own that building, but we lease that side of it out to somebody else. So I instantly <laughs> ran up there, and there was bus drivers up there going. We just saw this big metal thing go flying towards us, and they were all shitting. You're looking bugs. outside, do to do. Holy shit! Yeah. This giant thing coming towards you. It was hilarious. That's pretty funny. So that's what I've been up to this week, and I think we're like thirty minutes in. Yeah, we did a lot. Um, we did a lot this week. So you oh. want to talk some news? Sure, let's okay. talk some news. Um, hold on. Hey, we can talk some fucking news here in a second, like right now. Okay. Okay, back to it. What is on the news this week, Tim? So, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. It's the sequel to the uh, 2013 or 2014 Shadow game. of Mordor. Right. No, Which, I'm just kidding. It's not Shadow of Mordor, is it? it's a sequel to that. Wait, is Shadow of Mordor really the game? Shadow of Mordor is the original game that everybody loved. had the Nemesis system. It was basically like Assassin's Creed, but in Hobbit land. And you got to stab orcs, and they come back and kill you and remember you. Right. I have that game. I never played it. It's really good. Damn, um, play so they game. made the sequel, and then everyone got pissed because there's loot boxes in it. Like, if you wanted the really good orcs to come on your team, you had to, like, buy real money and open up these war chests, what they're called, but they're loot boxes. Well, today, they dumped all of that shit. They dumped the gold that you can buy um, back in May, and they killed all the loot boxes um, yesterday. So you cannot get these stupid loot boxes anymore. Now they have, like, um, orc farms, and you can get them in, in um, in-game money, and they've made in-game money, like, faster to get. So basically, the end game is a lot faster now, and there's less of a grind at the end. Weird. So I bought the game finally. Nice. Like 280 days after it came out. Yeah. They finally fixed that shit. 
um, as you'll see. And what do we get to uh, what I've been playing this week? So this one is less good news, I think. Although, I mean, well, I'll let you decide. Um, oh, son of a bitch. I just removed the link. Um, dun, 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 dun. So you don't watch movies, but do you, do you know what Skynet is? I do. It's uh, in the future when AI takes over and weaponizes uh, hunter killer robots, both bipedal humanoids and flying drones that hunt down and kill uh, humans. Because That's fucking right. Because we're inefficient. Well, the thing is, is we're kind of developing. Fuck yes, we are. Like, I'll show you a picture um, right now of a, uh, a tank that is totally autonomous that has a gun on it. Because why not? That's a, a little... Dude, I want to hack this shit. Okay, so this is not a good idea. This is a Hacking mach- that is a great idea. This is a machine that has... It's like, literally built to kill. Not only that. I mean, we, we have that already. But this... Yeah, but this is built to kill without a human being involved. Right. It makes its own decisions. And that's frightening. Um, so there was an international joint conference on artificial intelligence in Stockholm um, today. And Sweden, so- by the way. Thanks a lot, Roger. No, this is good. Oh, good job, Roger. Um, so some of the world's top scientific minds came together to sign a pledge that calls for laws against lethal autonomous weapons. Wait, hold we, up, hold up, hold up. Did we sign it, though? No, this is just like some br- big brain guys like Elon Musk, um, Google DeepMind co-founders Demis Hasibis, Sean Legg, and Mustafa Suleiman. Okay, so this is like the people building this shit yeah, signed this, like this not brain, countries. Not countries. Like, yeah. Okay. Good luck getting countries to sign something like that. 170 organizations, 2,400 individuals to, to stake, take such a stance. And here's a short uh, short um, piece of it. We, the undersigned, agree that the decision to take a human life should never be delegated to a machine. It goes on to say, we will neither participate in nor support development, manufacture, trade, or use of lethal autonomous weapons. I just, I just want to point out in 2018 that this is something that we have to do. This is something on the horizon where there will be little drones. Horizon Zero Dawn has never come soon enough. Look at little drones come to shoot you for no freaking reason. I'm sure there's probably a reason to well, shoot me. Just think of like the average intelligence of a Twitch streamer. Now, now, let's give them autonomous drones with guns. Like, this is the frightening future. Dude, we, we could be playing some like legit battle royale. Like, you joke about it, but. 20,000 billion people are still alive on Earth. 20,000 billion and one. Te- 20, technology billion. ethics is something that we really need to explore. The human population has been dwindled down to the last 1,000. Wait, make that 999. They're dropping like flies. <sighs> Fucking maggots. And you're, you're just all too ready for it. It's time to kick ass and chew bubblegum. All right, so this week we had Amazon Prime Day. Yeah! I didn't find anything. I did. <laughs> okay, what'd you find? That. Okay. We're not going to talk about that. Next week's week. Tech Talk. All right, <laughs> you found something. Okay, you're not going to understand this next one at all, but I'm psyched about it and fanboy I do about understand it. it, you son of a bitch. Okay, do you know who Nathan Fillion is? Nope, but I know the next part. Okay. So, <laughs> Uncharted Uncharted show stars a wisecracking, lovable ruffian called uh, Nathan Drake. And he looks a lot like an actor named Nathan Fillion. And people have been pointing this out for like many years. Like, they've been talking about making an Uncharted movie. And everyone says, duh, Nathan Fillion. Well, he got tired of waiting for the studios to get their shit together. And he made a 14-minute fan film. For he free. really did? He really did. It's on, on the internet for free. You can watch it. It's a short self-contained adventure as nathan fillion playing nathan drake and that just that's fucking awesome does he sound anything like nathan drake yeah i mean it's voiced by the same okay this is the funny part i can't remember his name right now the he does all the is it nolan north nolan north does like voice work for everything yeah so 
same actor, Nathan Fillion, is an actor or a voice actor for a character in Destiny that I I don't I, I can't remember his name. Whatever that. Char- oh, the fucking like little cube dude that fo- follows you around. No, 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 not oh. him. So one of the guild leaders. Oh, I don't fucking know then. Right, doesn't matter. That guy is getting killed off. Um, but Nathan Fillion was busy and couldn't do the voice work for that story arc. Yeah. So Nolan North came in and did it. Is gonna do his part, which is hilarious because Nolan North is the voice actor for Nathan Drake in Uncharted. So oh they, my god, they're they, literally swapping fucking roles. Yes. That's just hilarious. All right, that's enough nerding out, I think. All right, sounds good. Hey, guys, so this week is our 200th episode. I have something special planned for the very end of the episode, so we are not taking a tasty treat break right here. We're sticking it with the abyss. Tim, you ready to kick it? Let's kick it. So, ladies and gentlemen, Tim, God, that was loud. barrage me. I'm going to barrage you with blooms. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw C's at you in my pixel art styled action game. All right, this comes to us from Portland, Oregon. Would this be the shit of Kickstarter this week? I mean, I don't want to shit on it too hard. It, just it, a little bit. Just a little bit of poop. I'm, I'm gonna shit, not going to shit on it because it's coming from Portland, Oregon. It's a little bit of stanky. Well, let's just play the promo for it first. And then, right. and then we can decide if we're going to shit on it or not. In a world of In a competitive world. gardening. Competitive gardening! One hero embarks on a journey with bots and rivals to become a the Bloom Mirage Champion. This isn't your garden variety contest. <laughs> gardening will never be the same. It's like garden warfare. That's copyright. I'm pretty sure. Now on Kickstarter before time runs out. So it's. I'm not gonna lie. I fucking love the sound and the voice in that. Video. That was a good good promo for it. It looks like a very simple game. Like you're growing stuff on one side and you're shooting seeds across to the other guy. Um, it could be fun. Who knows? Um, it's a pixel art styled action game. They are looking for three three thousand dollars. Um, they've got 19 backers with 19 days to go. They currently have seven hundred and six dollars. Um, if you happen to be local to Portland or you want to be a competitive gardener, you can get in at Oh yeah. Um Hail to the King Bitch. Am I reading this right? Uh Bloom Barrage Digital Gardener, a great place to start with Bloom Barrage at release for three dollars. I mean we might need to buy this just <laughs> just to be like, and hey, we fucking bought it. Uh, it's got the flower pl- flower pot map pack, which has five maps with the. Ah oh, yeah, flower pot map pack. But there's more. You can all get all the digital content, like all the DLC. I guess, oh yeah, of ten maps with an MSRP of nine dollars ninety cents for only eight dollars. Oh shit! And you get a physical reward. Skip the mouse lemur. Uh, I guess that's the mouse. Uh, collector's edition seed pack with high quality water resistant uh, vinyl stickers. You get two stickers and six smaller stickers. That's a lot for eight bucks. That is a lot for eight bucks. You get all the DLC and like ten stickers. All right. I might have to buy that. Okay. Moving up to the top level because... $32. That could be only one festival master planner. Includes Bloom Barrage, Gardener's Paradise 2 tier. I guess I'll have to read that now too. And you collaborate with the developer to design one of each of the game mode maps to be included in the game. So, I want one. Where it's all BDSM, 
Duke Nukem style. $500. Um, I'm trying to find the Gardener's Paradise 2 tier. Okay. This is the Gardener's Paradise 2 tier, which you also get with that $500 level. A set for a bigger whole family of eight to enjoy that includes the following. Um, eight raised bad raised bed map pack with early access, eight digital soundtracks, collector's edition seed packs with stickers. Um, so basically eight copies of the game for 80 bucks. Sweet. And a bunch of stickers and stuff. For so, 500 bucks. Well, no, you can get the oh, the Gardner's okay, Paradise okay, okay. level is the $80 level, which is included in the $500 gotcha. level where you design right. a level with your, yes, your bondage yeah, plants. Yeah, bondage boobs. So what's, uh, what's your first Kickstarter? All right. I take a different approach. This seems real. You know I hate movies. Right. I mean, yeah. This sounds really fucking interesting. I don't know why. I okay. just I just like this. All right. It's called The Rabbi Goes West, a religious documentary about religious diversity. I'm gonna let them talk about it. Please do. Maybe. Here we go. Bozeman, Montana. Probably pronouncing that right. Bozeman. Hanukkah reminds us that when it comes to light, tomorrow's always brighter. Tomorrow is a bright future, because that is what the Jewish people know from our history, is that when all the naysayers, individually or collectively, have said about us, we're lighting menorahs in Bozeman, Montana. Happy Hanukkah! That was Rabbi Chaim Brook. He's a Chabad Hasidic rabbi from Crown Heights, Brooklyn, who moved to Bozeman, Montana, to bring his brand of Judaism to the American West. And he promised to put a kosher mezuzah on the home of every Jew in a state 14 times larger than Israel. Francis, you want to be the first one to give a kiss? Or mom? Don't pull it off, just give it a kiss. Small bar, it's some kind of religious symbol. It's a beautiful thing for the home. Now you certainly don't have to lock the doors. Yeah. I wonder if it's even even in Montana, you never have to lock the doors, but if you have a mezuzah and a gun, you're you're guaranteed to be safe and secure. (laughs) We're secular Jewish filmmakers based in the liberal Northeast. And we believe it's really important to make a documentary about somebody who seems our political and religious opposite. What is a Hasidic rabbi doing, doing in Montana? Doing in Montana? <laughs> I'm not here to judge other Jews, other human beings. I'm not here to, to decide who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. I'm God's salesman. And you know what's unique about salesmen? <laughs> we try to make a sale. In my case, I'm trying to sell Judaism. And either I'll sell it. And if I don't succeed, I'll come back next week. I'll come back next month and I'll try again. <laughs> That's a salesman. I just the like this guy. The more time we spent with Hayam, the more we grew to like him and his family, his wife, Javi, and their five adopted children. And we saw how so many people in his community, made up mostly of unaffiliated Jews like ourselves, felt accepted and even spiritually inspired by him. Together, happy Hanukkah! Happy Hanukkah! We discovered that the other Montana rabbis, both reform and conservative, felt that Rabbi Chaim acted as if his kind of Judaism was the only kind of Judaism that counted. So the Rabbi Goes West has spirituality. It has heart. It also has conflict. What separates us is the idea that you promulgate, that you are authentic Judaism, and that we're not, that we're a heretical movement, that I don't propagate anything Well, I could look on your website and read it. Feel free. And it has a simple but important (laughs) message. To respect and listen to each other, even when we disagree. All three of us 
share the mission of teaching Torah, of inspiring people, um, helping them expand their Jewish identity. We spent two years filming in beautiful Montana and then made a stop in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, the home of Rabbi Chaim's Hasidic community. But we're at a critical point. We need serious funding to complete our documentary. This includes additional editing, an original score, and one last shoot taking us back to Montana. With your support today, we can bring the film to all of you in 2019. Every donation helps. Can we please count on you? And will you share this campaign far and wide? Thank, Thank you. you. It does sound interesting. I don't know why. Yeah, it just, like, sounds really fucking cool. And I, I think this guy's fucking hilarious. Like, I don't know. He, he's got a good sense of humor and everything. Mm -hmm. So that is The Rabbi Goes West, a religious documentary about a religious diversity of a Hasidic rabbi from Brooklyn to Montana. That's a weird move from Brooklyn to Montana. Yeah. So looking for $40,000 US dollars, which is super far reach, but they're already at $16,107 US dollars. How many days to go? Hun oh, wait, sorry. 182 backers. Okay. 23 days to go. Okay. $10 gets you a uh, Feed Your Billy recipe pack plus gratitude. Uh, what's that sound in your ear? It's your belly. Feed it. Get an exclusive collection of Jewish-inspired recipes from our bubbles. Bubbles? Bubbles? I'm assuming, I, I'm assuming it's a, a Jewish word that I'm not pronouncing correctly. Um, and some foodie friends in PDF form. Uh, be among the first to see the film. Um, do they have a digital copy of the film or not? Oh, wait, hold on. So, will you will get to stream the film online before it's available for, on other digital platforms. Plus, you'll get the feed your belly re, uh, digital recipe pack and a thank you on our website and shout out on our Facebook for $25. I'm looking for um, the like DVD. This is getting very expensive very quick to find the goddamn DVD. Real Minch Pack. First to watch a scene, film in progress. Email. Oh, Jesus. We're still going up higher. Okay, here we go. If you want the DVD pack, the Real Minch DVD pack is $100. I think you should probably watch it digitally. There is no digital. You said there was something streaming. Yeah, to stream it, you don't get to keep it. How many times do you realistically watch it? I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. All right, for ten thousand U.S. dollars, join the gold VIP circle. Let's celebrate because of your amazing generosity. You'll be prominently listed on the credits as co-producer of the Rabbi Goes West and on our IMDb page. You will also get to provide. You will also be provided with tickets to the world premiere of the film and any to and to any other screenings you wish to attend, plus an invitation to any VIP reception or afterward parties. Of course. You also get all of the rewards we relit. Blah, blah, sorry, all the rewards listed above. <laughs> above, dude, I am fucking. How, how's that? How's that? Eleven percent ABV. Jesus it? Christ! It's not even fucking that. I haven't been able to talk straight all day. Um, Hyman. All right, let's go to the next Kickstarter because you can't talk anymore. Yeah, no shit. Oh, this is fucking cool. Um, this so, is fucking cool. So one of the cool things I've got to do in Yakuza Zero is go to the Sega arcades, and when I was Yakuza Zero, 
Isn't that what I said? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Anyway, Sega arcades are. I also can't hear today. Okay. Um, so there was no Sega arcades where I grew up. There is in Japan, but there was Sega arcade. Hold on, what the fuck is a Sega arcade? It's an arcade of just Sega machines. That's fucking stupid. There's so many better Sega like or non non Sega arcade machines out there. There's some really good Sega arcades. Don't get me wrong. Okay, you went to arcades a little later in life than I did. Back in the day, like seeing a hang on machine where you jump, you would. Like, it was a big deal back in the day to actually sit on a motorcycle and play a motorcycle game. Like, that, you take that for granted now. Like, that's always been there for you. That was a novelty at one point. Uh, Space Harrier. Let me guess what? You're sitting on the the dinosaur that goes up and down, up and down. (sighs) Okay, anyway, this is Sega Arcade, a pop up history. Sorry. A book of pop up sculptures of Sega's greatest arcade cabinets. Hang on, Space Harrier, Thunderblade, Afterburner, and Outrun. I'm going to let them. I, I don't know if there's verbal audio for this, but let's go ahead and play the video. So there's a book opening up. That's got a pop-up. There's a big white light behind it. Okay, this is pretty fucking cool looking. Ah, Jesus. They're literally going to build every single one of these? Yes, in a pop-up book. How cool is that? Space hair cabinet. I love that thing. That's just a cool cabinet. Like, if you went to an arcade back in the day, like, they were a centerpiece, these these cabinets. Because they were just cool. Yeah, no, they look fucking awesome. So, I'm sorry you can't see these, but they're, they're just cool cabinets. Like I said, the... Uh, Did you get it? I haven't yet, because... You better fucking hurry up and get it. <sighs> okay, so, they're looking for $53,048. Um, this is, of course, a, it's UK money, so that's why it's a weird number. They're almost there at 47,000 with 21 days to go. 848 backers. Early birds are gone. Early bird 2 is gone. Only the book is left. Uh, about $47 plus shipping. Uh, you can get two books for 93. You can get three books for 133 and that's it. <laughs> Those are the levels. I wish I'd backed it right away for 34. Uh, that would have been a lot better than 47. <laughs> but those are all gone. I have noticed in the past with Kickstarters that sometimes people back out of things. And that... So I've been checking. I've, I've been checking every day uh, because at 34 I probably would. It comes with a Kickstarter exclusive foil cover. Um, I don't know. It's just cool. Like I said, if I had like all the money in the world right now, this is one I would definitely get. But nice. It's just a cool project. Something you only really see on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, but that's it. This is the reason why I love Kickstarter. Yeah, weird stuff like this. And the weird shit just keeps coming with mine. Yeah, it's just cool. So dumb but cool. Yep. Anyway, what's your last one? All right, so I don't know if you know this about me, Tim, but I love skateboarding. I mean, some I kind of picked reason. up. I kind of picked up on that with just, the skateboard decks behind us. Yeah, but I've never seen you on a on a deck. Yeah, in life. Um, and I love collecting skateboard memorabilia for some fucking reason. I didn't pick up on that, honestly. I mean, there's a really old, ancient skateboard right over there. Okay. Um, this is called Skateboarding History Rad, the book of the magazine. So I'm gonna go ahead and let them talk about it. How's my action stance? This. That's the history of British skating, yeah? Yo. <laughs> let me tell you about the magazine, yeah? Radical <laughs> Radical <Doonican. laughs> This is the history of UK skating. This is the foundation, the inspiration for today's scene. The Read and Destroy Archive are producing a publication about the legendary British skate magazine, RAD. For over 25 years, this early history has been buried 
hidden in boxes, in attics, in la calle, in the pueblo, filing cabinets, under beds, in shoe boxes, all over the place. It's been a very long journey and it's taken us almost a decade to bring together the original team, but we've done it and we can now unlock this rich material. No matter what topic, that kind of archival material In the last three years, cool. we've been organising and sifting through the extensive archives of the original photographers from back in the day. I'll have to show you my skateboarding Dobie, books. I have like Sunday a shitload of these like history of wig, skateboarding books Mad already. Mike and several others. And there is so much amazing content that we've decided to release two volumes. Volume 1 revisits the early years from 1979 to 1987. This is a time there were no magazines to speak of whatsoever. These guys went out and independently documented what was happening in the streets and the few parts that were left. It's amazing stuff. Volume 2 captures 1987 to 1995, the years that RAD Mag exploded onto the UK scene. RAD covered a unique time, place and attitude featuring the top British, US and European pros but also the everyday guys who played, the everyday guys who mattered. The monthly issues from 1987 to 1995 gained a cult following worldwide with a generation of pre-internet youth. Ripples from its influence are still being felt today. RAD's editor, founder and chief photographer TLB, Tim Leighton Boyce, took an experimental and collaborative approach to publishing. The anarchic result was often closer to a zine than a glossy new stand. I just love skateboarding culture, dude. They're so the fucking like, out on the edge of everything. Read and destroy. Read and destroy. Its success was fueled by dogged commitment, irreverent editorial, high quality photography and energetic design. We're really, really fortunate to have this yeah, sort of treasure trove of material. It really is a treasure trove of stuff. Very contemporary almost. Yeah. With the thousands of photographic negatives, transparencies, prints, original artworks, zines, flyers and other publications, we have selected classic highlights, previously unseen materials, unforgettable historic moments, alongside new interviews with the core team and contributors from the magazine. All to be published as a deluxe two-volume set in a slipcase. It's going to be a really quite amazing publication that everyone should have on their bookshelf. This year one is going to go right to the roof, let me tell you. To share the gold we've discovered with original fans and new followers alike, we need your support to complete this project to the high standard it deserves. Commit to buy a copy <laughs> of this book. You have to buy up the book, you have to buy up the book. Commit to pay this book! Commit to buy a copy of this book now, and you will receive the book directly as soon as it's printed. This is one of the several pledges you can make. Check it out. If you're hyped... Hyped. <laughs> and you want to see this happen, please share this campaign with friends, or anyone interested in photography, graphic design, or British youth culture. era that Rad Mag documented really was a foundational time. There's some amazing images, amazing skaters. I really recommend you check it out. You won't be sorry. The RAD archive will genuinely blow your mind. It's that good. Speaking of which, I'm going to go and check out the archive right now. You get me? Dude, my man!
read hyphen and hyphen destroy hyphen dot com. Cool. Um, so guys, I don't know what I feel like I almost have to fucking buy this with the amount of skateboard shit that I have here. That, like you don't even know about. Like I'll post some shit. I've like I literally have books of just like old US shit. This is all UK. Like you're not gonna find this anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Not in our country anyways. You're mm-hmm. not gonna find this. So this is coming out of London, UK. They're looking for 158,101 US dollars. They're currently at 42,867, 336 uh, backers with 14 days ago. So it's not looking great. It's not looking terrible, but it's not looking great. It's uphill battle. 27 US dollars gets you the helping hand pack. Make us a donation. Everything helps us reach our goal. In return, we'll help send you a sticker pack. Eight rad, iconic logo stickers. Um, one vo- two volume book pack is 105 US dollars. Uh, EU and UK delivery included. Only the oh, only European Union. Oh shit! Only certain countries for 145. Oh man, fuck! I don't think you're back in this, buddy. Fuck! Big granddaddy of them all. Hailing out of wherever the fuck you want to be, six hundred fifty-nine U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. The super pledge: one copy okay. of the two-volume pack book pack, uh, pack of eleven stickers, eight rad, one skateboarding is not a crime sticker, one get a clue sticker, one extra large rad logo sticker, faithful reproductions of the complete set of rad magazine. Cover-mounted free stickers, newly minted by OG Rad regular and screen printer Don Brider, two Rad logo t-shirts, one pink slash black, and one blue black, faithful reproductions as well by Nick Phillip, your name printed in the book, three A2 signed archival photo prints chosen by you from the images available, two Rad logo t-shirts, pink, black, blue, black, one hand silk screened rad logo deck skateboard deck by the way a visit to the rad archive in london travel at your own expense and meet one of the photographers your book print and production uh will be hand delivered to you when you visit the archive that's not bad i mean if you're really into that that's not super expensive i mean i'm very tempted but you still have to fly to london on your own dime well we're going to figure that out on the, during the break. All right. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So, guys, um, unlike every other week, this is where we're going to take a that's, break. That's rad. That, that is very rad. Um, we're going to take a break right here, guys. We will be back. Um, but, again, this is 200. So, we're going back to where Plug and Play started. And we will finish out the episode live from that location. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in a few minutes, guys. Congratulations on making it to episode 200, guys. Uh, it's It's been an amazing ride, and seeing you guys come together and start as, you know, as something different and then become your own thing and then grow with it and all that kind of good stuff is amazing. And knowing the two of you for that period of time, being your friends and your brother and your... I don't know what else you guys consider me, but, um, but yeah, just knowing you guys and knowing what you guys do with the podcast, 
is amazing and i look forward to another 200 episodes of plug and play podcast so we will chat again soon and i'm gone And we are back. Taste your treats on hand, guys. We are back where it all started at Lewitt Brewing, downtown Vancouver, Washington. I'm drinking the Shadow Shinobi and Tim. Uh, Coronitis Grapefruit IPA. Well, that's fucked up. At least it's not a glitter beer. It's very true. It's not a glitter beer. We we got to have a glitter beer. Do we each have to have our own? We sure one. Can we ask them to like, split it? Like, can we have one glitter beer split two glasses? I mean, we could get, yeah, we could get an empty glass. I don't want to get two. No. I don't want to finish a glitter beer. No. I guess we could do it to say we've done it, but I'm not super excited about it. Okay, we don't have to do it then. Nah, I think we both want to do it in a twisted way. All right, sounds good. Tim, uh, well, this is part where we talk about video games, so what have you been up to this week? Because I have zero. I did get a game, though. You got a game. I got a game. I surprised you. Yeah, with my name on it. Yep. Um, so I played Yakuza 0 with my kids. Um, last night, two separate occasions, two... Two completely different, like, hour gaming periods, and they both had a blast playing with me. And here's the thing. We did not do any gangster stuff. We did not fight. Do you just play in the Atari games area? So, with my daughter, we... There's actually, in the very first menu before we continue, there's the um, mini games. Okay. You can play uh, bowling, um, pool, darts, and disco. (laughs) She didn't like disco. I thought it was hilarious. What's disco? It's like the dance? Literally yeah. dancing? Yep. You do... It's like a puzzle game while your guy on screen does disco moves. It's hilarious. Um, it's a timed rhythm game, of course. Okay. Of course. Uh, bowling and darts and pool were very sophisticated, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, for not being, like, the main part of the game. Like, they were really well done. So we played that for quite a while. For, like I said, about an hour. Um... And then with my son, we went to. I was. I, I went straight to the Sega arcade. Um, I played a game of, uh, not Hang On, the car game. I can't remember the name of right now. Outrun. Sorry. Um, he was not too impressed with that. I mean, the graphics aren't that great, so I'll give him that. But then he saw that there was a claw claw machine in the corner, and he was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna play that!" And it's like 300 yen to play. <laughs> and I have like I don't know, ten, a million or ten. I have a ton of yen, so it's like nothing. So we played the crane game for literally an hour. We got like all the cool prizes. And when you like get all like one of each type, you can go to the guy at the counter and have him switch out the prizes. That's cool. So I got like a I got a bunch of stuff that you would recognize, but like some Sega memorabilia type stuff. It was cool. He got really into it. So we'd trade off like with every credit you get three tries. And so I'd take a turn, he'd take a turn. And That's cool. A couple times we got two prizes at the same time. That was pretty epic. But yeah, played Yakuza Zero with my kids without doing any gangster stuff. So you didn't go to any of the brothels or no. anything like that? Didn't okay. even have, didn't even do fights. Um, I got a review code for a game called Super Skull Smash Go Two Turbo, which is the most awkward name in the freaking universe. That's really insane. Um, I think I'm gonna probably do a quick look at this. I don't know if I'll do a full review, but I'm gonna do a quick look. It reminds me of uh, like Super Mario Three in some respects. Because you got the little overworld where you go from point to point and take on a new challenge. Um, but what's cool about this is instead of like you know jumping on a flag to to beat the level and you know castle at the end. Yeah, yeah. So there's this Dick King who like shoots skeletons out of his hands all over the world, 
and you go around and you fight these skeletons basically by jumping on their heads, kind of like you know you would a Goomba or whatever. Yeah. The thing is, though, they come back to life, kind of like the turtles in Mario. Um, they're just like the skull on the ground after you jump on them ahead, and the skulls will like shake, and then they'll come back to life again as a full skeleton, unless you pick them up and take them to the shrine that's in the level and throw them in the shrine. So basically, your job is to run through the level. Um, and pick them all up. Pick them all up, yeah. So it's actually really fun. Um, the graphics are super basic, um, but the physics are great. Like it, like you know how a game feels too floaty or like yeah, the, yeah. the jump feels wrong. The jump feels right and the throw feels right because you have to pick up these skulls and throw them, and it just feels right. Well, good. All the levels are pretty short. Like I said, it's definitely got that like old school Mario, like Mario Two, Mario Three vibe to it. Nice. All right. So I'm enjoying it. Um, then I've been playing uh, just a tiny bit of Middle Earth Shadow of War. As I explained earlier, now they don't have the bullshit at the end. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I forgot it's fun to sneak up behind orcs and stab them in the back. It's totally Assassin's Creed in Middle Earth. Is it really? It really is. How's the storyline? It's okay. Um, they take the most ridiculous liberties with the source material. Like, two true Tolkien fans are just got to be, like, just hating it because Shelob in the books is just basically a giant spider um, that they run across in the in the story. It's just a big ass old ancient nasty spider. In the game, Shelob can transform into a woman that's clothed kind of like Bay- kind of bayonetta style. She's got like this uh, silk like strands. Very slutty. Well, like she's covering herself with herself. Like her okay. her clothing is her like silk. Gotcha. Kind of Bayonetta style. Yeah. Um, it's acted fairly well. Um, I don't know. It's an excuse to round up orc armies and kill a bunch of stuff. Sweet. Uh, the graphics are good. It you has. Get, you get to meet Bilbo. No. There are. Uh, it does come with some uh, side quests as other characters besides the main characters in the first game, including a mortal. Where if he dies, he dies. That the adventure's over. So the whole thing of the first game is, and this game is that you're a mortal ranger whose family gets killed, and as part of some kind of curse, your soul becomes fused with a elf from the past who created the One Ring. Okay. So, like, a ghost is in your body, meaning you can't die. Like, you'll die, but you come right back. Yeah, yeah. Also, you can jump off of any mountain and land, and you'll be fine. So, you have, like, superpowers, basically. That's cool. It is kind of cool. And they do some cool things where they show like both faces, like oh, that's this, like this epic. old ghost face and then the human face. His face is kind of generic. Like I couldn't really just—he looks like Aragorn, but more generic. Okay. If you know who Aragorn is. Um, but yeah, so far it's good. I only played like I don't know 40 minutes of it. I streamed some of it on caffeine, and then I, I got tired and went to bed. But it looks good so far. Um, I've heard people like it initially, and then they got the, the end game stuff was what pissed them off. So I'm hoping that they actually change that. So the last game I, I played, I, I was going through my um, PlayStation 4 library to download that Skull game, um, and I saw this title I did not recognize at all, and I figured it must be like one of the PlayStation Plus games. Okay. So I downloaded it. Um, I just want you to watch this clip. I'll describe it, maybe. There is a moon with a tongue that is grabbing rocks and breaking shit that are now bouncing 
almost think like uh, Angry Birds, but instead of birds, you're literally dropping. Rocks. I described it as Bizarro um, Angry Birds. Like you said, there's you're this big ball king guy with a giant tongue, and you swing your tongue back and forth with a rock on the end of it, and you try to destroy these tanks. It's I don't know. I found it strangely addicting. So it's definitely along the lines of Angry Birds, but it's just a little weird. So I probably played that for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. I cleared one world. And you were like, ah, uh, fuck this. Uninstall. Uh, not yet. I'll probably play it again a little bit, maybe here and there. I don't know if I'll finish it. That's weird. It's really weird. I know that there's a V. It's on every single platform. And so I'm wondering if it's cross-play and cross-save on Vita. I don't know if it is or not. I don't check. That'd be a good Vita title. It would be a good Vita title. Uh, that's definitely like your... It's very much a mobile type game. But yeah. it was fun. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I've been playing. Sweet. I haven't played, been playing anything. Can you tell people what game you got? Um, yeah, I got Yakuza... Which one was it? I can't remember the name of it. It's a weird title. It's basically a remake Yakuza? of the first... Of Yakuza 1. Yeah. It's a remake. Yeah. For so, PlayStation 4. Yep. And it was actually bought by Tim and shipped to Tim. It was on sale on for 12 bucks, and I know I wanted it at some point, but like, I'm not going to play it right now because I'm playing Zero, so I'll ship it to Zach, and he can play with it for now. Yeah. So, So yeah. It's pretty awesome. So, I'm going to go ahead and start playing that probably this weekend. Um, yeah. Anyways, guys, this is episode 200, um, so I would like to take a chance and step back. We have uh, a couple listener questions. Um, put out the call really fucking late. It was like middle of the night last night. Yeah? But we did get two. Okay. So, uh, Blake wants to know, out of all locations you've recorded the show live from, which were live, uh, which was your personal favorite? Now, I gotta say, we gotta make a rule here. No packs. Oh, fuck you. You just took mine. Yeah, no packs. Because I was gonna say the whiskey room at packs was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, we can't do that. No. Why? No. But that was the best one. It is the best one. I'm glad we both agree on that. So now let's find our second favorite one. Huh. Maybe the Unipiper party at Rogue? Oh, that was a good one. Does anything come to your mind? Well, I was thinking when we bar hopped all over for my birthday. That was fun. That was a good one. But that's multiple locations, so I'm going to call you out and all say right, that doesn't all right, count. All right. Um... We did live from that satanic place after the OMSI After Dark, didn't we? Or did we record at OMSI After Dark? I can't remember. Where did we record that night? I'm not sure. I don't think it... That bar was too noisy, I thought. Oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe uh, we recorded when we got You're home. talking about Lovecraft, right? Yeah. I don't think we recorded there. I mean, we've been to some cool places, for sure. We've but, been to some really fucking cool places. But his question was, where did we record that was the best? Alright, um... We should somehow find a way to get into, like, a haunted location <laughs> and see if, like, other voices show up in the podcast. That'd be cool as shit. Yeah, Let's do cool. it. Kiggins. It's haunted? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay, from what? Um, I don't know from what, but... Actually, you know what's legit haunted? And we could actually pull this one off. Um, the Old Town Pizza Company, I think it's called? Uh, close to Ground Control. Is that the one with the uh, trap door in the bottom? I mean, probably. I mean, there's there's Shanghai tunnels everywhere there, but that's not the haunted part. There's a old elevator shaft um, that oh, they have a table shit. in, and a hooker died in that, and people sometimes see her, or hear her there. Let's do it. So, like, if we were recording at that table, and we'd have to get lucky and have that table open. Yeah. Um, I got we ate there once with my kids on a Adventure Time Tuesday, but that's like the 
most practical thing I can think of as far as a haunted location. Let's try it. That doesn't answer Black's question, though. Does it? Um, I gave you some time to think. I was thinking about, like, dead hookers and stuff now. Um, okay, so... I'm sure Blake, uh, Uncle Blake would approve. Favorite location besides the whiskey place in Seattle, because that was fucking epic. You're the one who disqualified that. Okay, uh... I liked all the uh, breweries we went to when we were um, stamping that book. That was cool. That, that was, was fun. fun. I would say uh, the white salmon one was a lot of fun. Everybody's brewing. That was good. That was good. Yeah. I would definitely say the yours is probably the best, though. Out of... It was just a cool... It was probably our worst recording. Yeah. It was pretty shitty recording. We did get to interview the Unipiper, though. That we was, did. That was that pretty, was pretty cool. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I we have one more question. It's kind of a joke question just for you, Tim. Uh, Jesse wants to know, how is Tim's home's Alexa doing? Things got pretty fucking weird last time I was there. So I have two uh, units, one downstairs and one upstairs. The one upstairs actually turned her voice off. So she'll respond to certain things, but most of the time when I tell her to do something, she just beeps now. So I told her to basically shut the fuck up. Nice. Upstairs in my den. Um, so some of the weirdness, although she can't understand Nintendo half the time. Really? Yeah, I have to keep repeating it. And the one downstairs responds to my voice so much better than my wife's, it drives her crazy. Which is hilarious because I actually bought that for her for like her birthday or something a couple years back. But that one doesn't listen to her. It only listens to me. I've noticed Alexa responds to a male voice a lot better than a female voice. It does. Which is hilarious. It does. Alexa's sexist. <laughs> um, but she hasn't done anything super creepy or weird yet. Recently. No laughs. No laughs, no. I figured out how to make her say whatever I wanted her to say, so that's fun. How? Uh, it's like you say Simon says or something, and then you say whatever you want to say. Okay. And then Simon says suck my dick, she'll say suck my dick. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure there's some... Probably. You can try it. I'll try it when I get home. Okay. Good luck um, with that. Yeah. Maybe I will have good luck. Uh, that got weird. Um, you, you, made we, it, we were, you made it weird. We were talking about some like weird stuff here back on like uh, the news section. Yeah. I mean, robots come kill us all at any moment, apparently. And suck my dick. That's going to happen, too. I mean, if anything from the past that'll come first and then the killer robots I mean VHS DVD those are all innovations brought about by the porn industry so yes there will be sex robots so what if there was a sex robot that could kill you like a sex assassin robot I mean you die happy right I I mean I hope it at least wait till after alright we've had a motorcycle we had a motorcycle no dog fight we didn't have a dog fight last time though either no that sucks but we did get a loud motorcycle. Next time what we need to do is we can get two dogs and slam them into each other so have a dog fight. I'm not going to be a part to any animal cruelty. It has to happen organically. Okay. I think this uh, brewery does log dogs in it, though. Uh, used to. Not anymore now. They serve food. Uh, okay. Uh, um, I want to take a second and just like... So it's been 200, 200 episodes. Right. We've covered a lot of shit in 200 episodes. Like stuff I don't even remember anymore. Shit that we don't remember. And tech that we don't remember. And we've gone through so much fucking tech. Right. So we started out on, I think it was gaming headsets. In separate houses we would record. Yes. Like then, going back and listening to our old recordings is pretty painful. Then we went to the blue balls. Blue balls. And that's, Yet, what, that's when we did our very first plug and play together. Right. And that was here. At Lewis. And we stuck with the blue balls for a long time. They were okay. They were all right. Um, 
Uh, we never did go to Yeti. Some people were all about the Yeti. Yeah, some people were all about the But we Yeti. weren't super impressed with the blue balls. So we're like, why would the Yeti be that much better? Yeah. And then we went from the blue balls to the Tascam by itself, I think? I think you're skipping one. Didn't we have... The video camera. No. We did have the video camera, but did we use those USB mics for a while with the Surface? We did, yeah. Those were okay. Those were all right. They were just bulky. The, ass, the ATR, whatever, whatever, 21. So you had to series. set up a, a laptop while you are recording. Yeah. And I think I was actually before I had my Surface, if I remember right. I think so. Like my big bulky laptop. Yeah. So we've recorded a lot of different ways. And then we've done the webcam. Yep. The HDR webcam. Yeah, it's all right. We did that for we did that for a good like sixty episodes probably. Yeah. And then as we far did, as like ease of setup, that was the best. That was the easiest. I was I just wish that someone would come up with something like that that was just a microphone, that was just small and compact because we look like dorks right now with these huge, <laughs> huge microphones sitting on top of our table. Yeah, but we don't do a lot of live shows. We don't. So. Oh, this is two weeks in a row. This is two weeks in a row. We got a whole week of packs. We're gonna be doing episodes. Um. And then we went from the webcam to the task cam. Yes. And then from the task cam, we went up to the setup that we have now, which is the mixer with the XLR cables and XLR microphones. I think that's where we're going to stay at for next 200 at least. Like until some piece of tech comes out that I'm describing, which is like a little tiny box with... That literally does amazing work. Right. And I, there's no reason why something like that can't exist. I just haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I'll, I really got. I'll be looking. Um. So uh, I guess cheers to 200 episodes. Cheers. Here's to another 200. Until the ro- sex robots kill us. Yeah, I would like to know actually. You see that uh, hot Russian spy that was like sleeping our way around Washington D.C. Why don't you explain that one to me, Tim? Because no, I did not. So there's this redhead from Russia who claims to be part of the Russian um, pro-gun movement, which is hilarious if you know anything about Russia. Putin's not about to let his public have access to firearms, but she claimed to be part of the pro-gun uh, movement and was like buddying up with people from um, the NRA and some other groups, and basically just trying to latch on to the most influential people and offering sex at some points. Nice. She, but she was a Russian spy, and she just got arrested. Um, I have her name in our chat here somewhere. Who? Yeah. Um, yes, please look it up, Tim. Butina. Maria Butina. I don't know. It's, it Butina. just sounds like a movie plot, you know? It does. I was actually trying to figure out um, when was the very first Plug and Play podcast, but I'm having a hell of a time. Well, I mean, we maybe we should... I mean, we've talked about the evolution before, but it wasn't always a Plug and Play podcast. It was... It was the Legend of podcast. And it was before that. It was... Well, it was the Nightcast... And then it ended. Yes. And I started a new stream. Okay, so you consider that an ending and the legend a completely separate start of Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so how many legends did you do? 30? I did 30 of them. Okay. So episode 31 was the very first official ever plug-and-play podcast, and that came out on March 7th of 2015. That was three years ago. So I'm trying to do the math. Okay, that, that lines up. Yeah. It's roughly 50 a year. Yeah. Because that's how many weeks are in a year. Yeah. So Cool. It's pretty crazy. Anyways, guys, that is uh, 200. Episode. Throwback. Yep. Um, but we have game releases, guys, as always. Adventure Time, Pirates of the Enchiridion? What the fuck? <laughs> 
Pirates of the Enchiridion Nintendo Switch PS4 Hand of Fate Nintendo Switch. Isn't Hand of Fate 2? Uh, yeah. I don't know what happened to the two That's there. That's weird. Hand of Fate 2 Nintendo Switch. Mugsters Nintendo Switch oh, PS4. Oh, shit. Maybe they released both of them. Let's Swing 2018 Nintendo Switch PS4. Hand of Fate 1 and 2 Nintendo Switch. That's why I was so... Okay, Black cool. Sea Odyssey, which don't get confused with the Mario Odyssey, is PS4 only. Chicken Assassin Reloaded Nintendo Switch PS4. Frost PS4 Nintendo Switch. Hop Along the Badlands PS4. Hungry Shark World PS4. Ice Cream Surfer PS4. And the Vita. Mother Gunship PS4. The Path of Modus PS4. Sonic Mania Plus PS4. Space Jacked Vita. Super Dungeon Ta- Tactics PS4. Temptus 4000 PS4. Xbox One PC. Tuho Gensu Wanderer Reloaded? No? Sure. That's pretty close. Okay. PS4. Right, I would say Taho probably, but I'm not okay. sure about that. Uh, the Moose Man. The Moose Man. Nintendo Switch, PS4. Pool Panic, Nintendo Switch, PS4. Tanzia, Nintendo Switch. Detached, PS4. Galactic Feud, uh, PC. Gotcha Racing Second, PSP. What? PSP. Really? That's what it says. Guts and Glory, PS4, Nintendo Switch, Arcade Archives, City Wait, Court. wait, wait. Guts and Glory, isn't that the... Um, it's a tiny build game. That you could, like, crash horribly on an ATV or whatever? Eight. Or a bicycle with a child in the basket. Yes. Yep. I wonder what that's looking like. I don't know. Arcade Archives, City Connection, Nintendo Switch, No Reload Heroes, Nintendo Switch, ACO Neo Geo, League Bowling, Nintendo Switch, Sanero Characters, Pick Cross, 3DS... <clears throat> And Johnny Turbo's Arcade Shootout Nintendo Switch, along with Sephiroid's Nintendo Switch. I'm glad there's a lot more releases than just Switch this this week. Yeah, Because no last shit. week was all Switch. And Moose Man is the one I want to know more about this week. Okay. Sounds good. Um, until next week on 201, guys. Don't forget to check us out at Facebook.com forward slash Plug and Play Show. Twitter and Instagram at Plug and Play Cast. YouTube.com forward slash Plug and Play Gamer. TheBunSmashers.com. Plug and Play Gamer.com. And until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. You fuck Nazis.